This hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by Baylor Scott and White Health. Neil and everyone here would like to thank all the good folks on the front line, the ones we see and the ones we don't see. We appreciate your hard work, keeping us healthy and hopeful in these tough times. And now here's Neil. Thank you, Stubby, very, very much. And uh, welcome back, our second hour. If you'd like to call, we have a couple of open lines. Is all 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Call right now, won't you please? Mike Bass is running the boards and answering the phones and doing all the technical stuff. And uh, he will be the first person you'll speak to, and then I would be the second we have only one call ahead of you, and that's Jenny in Hearst, and we'll get to Jenny in just a moment, 800-288-9227. Today's SPCA of Texas dog is Finn. Finn is a cute four-and-a-half-year-old rat terrier mix with a big personality and a little body. He has a mostly white coat with patches of black wrapped around his ears and light tan markings just above his eyes. With his triangular ears and speckled nose, he is an adorable pup. Despite his energy, Finn can be a bit shy when meeting new people. With some treats and gentle petting, he'll be your new best friend in no time. He's looking for a calm home where he can settle in and be a loving lap dog. Now through February 28, Finn and all other adult dogs and cats at the SPCA of Texas Jan Reese Jones Animal Care Center and the Ellis County Animal Care Center are only $14 to adopt. Valentine's Day specials, just $14. That's all month long. Finn is waiting to meet you at the SPCA of Texas Jan Reese Jones Animal Care Center in Dallas. To meet Finn, F-I-N-N, come visit him any day between noon and 6 p.m., but I'll bet he'll get adopted quickly, so don't delay. Just like all the pets at the SPCA of Texas, Finn has been neutered, microchipped, he's had all of his age-appropriate vaccines, and he's waiting for his new forever family at the SPCA of Texas Jan Reese Jones Animal Care Center. Again, that's at 2400 Lone Star Drive, I-30, west of Hampton Road in West Dallas. The SPCA of Texas Jan Reese Jones Animal Care Center is open for adoptions every day from noon until 6. Animals are available by walk-in on a first-come, first-served basis. Appointments are available for select animals. Please browse their available animals at spca.org slash findapet, one word, spca.org slash findapet. Visit spca.org slash dogadopt to inquire about a dog or spca.org slash catadopt to inquire about a cat. And again, this is Finn, F-I-N-N, the four-and-a-half-year-old rat terrier mix little dog. Great personality. That is sponsored today by Ace. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. Local experts who know the right questions to ask to make sure you get everything you need. Right now they have a great special going on on miracle Grow potting mix. Two cubic foot bags. Sale price $12.99 would be the regular price, but you save $3 with your Ace Rewards card. You pay only $9.99. There's a limit. A limit of 60 bags. Grab the pickup truck. Let's go on down to Ace Hardware. Your plants want to show off. Give indoor and outdoor container plants the right ingredients to grow bigger and more beautifully with miracle Grow Potting Mix. Their specially formulated mix feeds for up to six months for more blooms and more color. Grows plants twice as big as unfed plants. Ace stores, parts of our neighborhoods where you're dealing with people you already know, people who are uh, on the Little League coaching staff or maybe they're uh, at uh, in the same pew with you at church, maybe in the PTA, whatever. There are people you already know because they are the owners. They are the, the folks who work at your neighborhood, Ace Hardware Store. Ace is the place with great people. In fact, Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. Maintaining a garden isn't easy, but it's nothing compared to what healthcare workers are facing. We join Baylor Scott and White Health in saying thank you to the front line. Thank you for working hard every day and for going all in to protect all of us. And now, back to Neil. All right, Stewie, thank you very, very much. And uh, let's go to Jenny in Hearst. Jenny, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. How can I help you? I, well, I'm, I'm having a 
well, I guess it's a problem. I had some sewer work done at my house um, within the last week or so. And in doing so, they had to dig like five feet under my foundation, which left me with so much dirt that they did not take away. So they spread it out. My question to you is, can I plant seed there or sod or, I mean, what can I do with all that dirt? All right. Um, so I have a question for you. Sure. Um, did they did they put anything large back into the area where they dug? In other words, is there something in there that is taking up volume in the soil? I. Uh, Yes. Um, well, under the foundation, they they took the dirt out. They repaired what I needed. It was the sewer line, and anyway, so they filled that all back in. All right. And, so they 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 took the old sewer line out, put a new sewer line in, or repaired right. it, put a put a sleeve or what whatever they did. Right. But my 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 point being, they didn't add anything that that took that that put volume under the house, and so. If they took soil out and then spread it across the lawn, it's right. going to sink under the house or in front of the house or something. There's going to be a. It's going to settle and there's going to be a low spot there eventually. Be- well, now they they put a lot of the soil back in once they repaired it. Right, I got and that. If, 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 okay, if you look at it, it looks like it's just fine, but there's like all this extra soil that I. It's not extra. It's not extra. Yeah. It's not extra because they didn't put anything else in there. What what happens, let me give you a for example. I'm going to just use a completely different example because okay. this is something I see often. Let's say that somebody has a, a lawn that's an established lawn. It's not a new house. It's an established lawn. They decide they want okay. a sprinkler system. And so right. the company comes in with a trencher, and they dig trenches across the lawn. They put the pipes in, the, the, the main supply pipes in the lawn. They come back, and they fill the trenches, but they have extra soil. They don't want to have this mound of soil over the trenches. So they right. distribute the soil out. They spread it out over the lawn. Well, right. then a year later, they have these low areas where the trenches are. The trenches suddenly right. become obvious. And that's right. what I'm afraid will happen with yours because no, nothing else was added in there. So, no, there was no. There was nothing added. So it would be best well, if you could get that soil back where it came from. I, I really, I'm I'm going off to Mars in your answer, and I apologize for that, and I'm confusing you probably in all of this, but I'm just saying that I don't want you to be disappointed later when you have a, a low spot close to your house that is holding right. water because you don't want to have that up against your house, against your foundation. Right. All right. right. Now, to, let me, why don't I answer the question I know something about? How would that be? <laughs> okay. And that, that has no, to do no, with planting no. the grass. Uh, uh, what kind of grass do you have in your lawn? Do you have Bermuda or St. Augustine, or what do you have? I, I have St. Augustine. All right. You really don't want to plant St. Augustine yet. The earliest you'd want to plant it would be probably mid to late March, and it would be better if you could wait until the 1st of April. Okay. See how okay. easy that answer would have been for me? I, that, I really no, took no, us no, off the tracks, I, I, appreciate, didn't I? <laughs> I, I appreciate what you said in the beginning because I'm going to call them back. And I'm going to talk about exactly what you just told me. They didn't. They didn't add anything under there that would have made extra soil. Would oh, have, yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. I'm I'm following you exactly what you're saying, and I never gave that a thought. Yeah. But I will. I will do that. In the meantime, Neil, could I? Um, uh, what do you think about just if I ever get this problem solved with what soil I have now, throwing a any type of seed on it? No, you don't want to do that because that seed could become then a weed in your St. Augustine. And there's no seed that's going to germinate much faster than the St. Augustine would grow if you bought sod in in a month. Okay. You'll, how, you'll how, be, how? All right. I was just going to – I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, what I was going to say, the, the seed that you would buy would have to be a cool season seed. It would be either – Ryegrass, and heaven forbid that you'd buy fescue because you really don't want that. That's a permanent grass. So you okay. buy ryegrass, and it won't germinate for four or five weeks or two or three weeks. And okay. by then, you're awfully close to the time you could plant St. Augustine. You you just need to suffer through it for a little while, maybe put some, some uh, straw across it or something. 
I mean, if you oh, wanted sorry. to buy St. Augustine sod after the worst of this cold has passed, if you can buy some sod, you could do that. But but it's not best to do it. You can't tell if it's really vigorous. It'll be brown when you get it. And right. I'd rather see right. you wait until the 1st of April if you possibly okay. can. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I think you have uh, – well, I, mean, I, I know you've solved the- – some of my problem here because I am going to call the company back because they they cost they charge me several thousand dollars to do what they did. So they need to, they need to put that soil back up against the foundation and then walk on okay. it and pack it down until it's level. It'll level down. Okay. Well, yeah. We'll we'll do it. Thank All you, right. Neil. Add a girl. Good luck with it, Jenny. Thanks for the call. All right, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening now in the fifth printing. Sixth printing is on the presses, but it's been taken off the press. Because they ran out of paper. The paper supply chain is in, in distress. We do have some copies of the fifth printing left. I have, uh, I have enough to go a few weeks. I don't know how long. And uh, so my recommendation to you would be go ahead and buy it now and make sure that you have your copy. This is the book that has 11 chapters. Chapter 1 is The Basics of Gardening in Texas. Chapter 2 is the 48-page calendar giving you all the details of when you do everything in your landscape and garden, including planting new sod in April and May. Uh, It has 48 pages of that written for every county in the state of Texas. And uh, chapters 3 through 11 cover trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, and uh, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. I spent a month writing each one of those chapters, six weeks on some of them. Uh, That is because I really worked long, hard hours, 14-hour days doing each of those uh, chapters. And uh, there are 840 of my photographs in, in this book. It's a hardback printed on high-quality paper and printed in San Antonio. I sign every copy as it sells. The book is not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. I wanted to be able to sign them, and so that's why I chose not to put it in stores or on Amazon. Your satisfaction is fully guaranteed, or I'll refund every penny. And with 74,000 copies sold, not one request for a refund yet. It's only $36.95 plus tax and postage. The sixth printing will be more, so I'd encourage you to order this fifth printing now. The two ways you can get it, you can call my office Monday through Friday. That's, uh, that's one way. That's during business hours. That's 800 752 GROW. 800 752 4769. And the other way, the better way, is to order it right now. I'll sign this book, these books, this evening and tomorrow. And that's to order it from my website at neilsperry.com. N E I L S P E R R Y. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. Hello, friends. This is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person in McKinney and in Melissa, or join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed. And everyone is welcome. Tommy is a wonderful pastor. He's our pastor. The uh, live stream, that's how we still worship uh, for a few more weeks anyway. The live stream is at uh, sharingtheheart.org, and it's at 10.05. And I encourage you to join us at our church, sharingtheheart.org. If you'd like to attend a, uh, a live service in church, uh, that is at 315 Church Street, North Church Street, in downtown McKinney. And uh, they are at 8, 9, 10, 05, and 11, 10. And uh, the contemporary services are at uh, 9, 10, 05, and 11, 10. First uh, United Methodist Church, downtown McKinney. Mueller means more. When people think of Mueller, they're thinking about quality steel buildings and durable metal roofing, but that name Mueller means a whole lot more. It means you're going to have a product that was manufactured by Mueller, including in-house engineers to help design the building of your dreams. It means you'll have a company in business for more than 90 years standing behind your warranty. When you've been around 90 years, you're doing things right. 
It also means you get tons of added value like roofing site visits, forklift delivery, and a Mueller assurance team that's ready to help you along the way. And Mueller is on the cutting edge designing and manufacturing new products like their greenhouses and standing seam roofing panels. If you'd like to find out more about Mueller products, go to MuellerInc.com. Better be spelling Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. Or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877-268-3553. Or stop by one of their 33 locations. That's MuellerInc.com, because Mueller means more. Gardeners are all about keeping plants healthy and protected, and the same should go for our loved ones. Together with Baylor Scott & White Health and the hardworking healthcare front line, we urge you to get the shot, mask up, and stay safe. And remind your family and friends to do the same. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Stubby. And now we go to Martha in Alito. Martha, this is Neil. Good morning. Hi, Neil. Hi. Um, I, um, 50 years ago, a friend bought me a sack full of pecans out of her native, uh, from her native pecan tree. And um, I shelled them and threw out the shells, and a tree came up. It's a big, beautiful tree now, blooms every year, makes lots of pecans. But the pecans are never any good. They're all dried up on the inside. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, gen- and do they fall at the normal time, or do some of them hang in the tree and fall later in December, they January? Start, uh, start falling about mid midsummer, a little half inch or big, and then they just keep on falling off. And then there's a few of them hang on the tree till till. Uh, frost i guess and uh, then right. they they fall and they're not any good they're just martha they're you have up. yeah you have uh the the complete textbook of pecan problems the ones that are falling early if they're really early could be uh pecan case bearer damage uh the ones that fall in july and august that are black on the outside of the shucks have pecan scab they will fall uh, at our home. They fall the last week or two of July and in August. Uh, I live in a pecan forest, and I don't try to spray my trees. We have several hundred trees and eleven mm-hmm. acres, and I, I'm not that. I'm not trying to produce pecans. There, are, most of ours are native, all but one or two trees, and um, pecan scab will will look like a black thumbprint on the outside of the shucks. And then about two days later, the, the pecans fall, and about two days later, the entire pecan is black and watery. It's just uh, completely awful. And uh, that's pecan scab. Uh, you have to spray for that starting back in the spring and several times during the summer. That's pecan scab. Um, when the pecans are shriveled up, when the, when the meat of the pecan is shriveled up, and especially when they don't open properly and they, they hang in the tree uh, beyond the normal harvest time, that's hickory shuckworm. Um, I need to explain how a pecan fills out. And George Ray, I'm sure next week when we have Dr. George Ray McEachin here talking about fruit and pecans, the whole program, I'm sure at some point somebody's going to ask him a similar question. He will explain that a pecan fills out this way. The water and the nutrients go in uh, from the stem of the plant out through the shuck, and they enter the, the kernels, the, the, the meat of the pecan, from the far end, and they fill it out from the far end. And if there, if there is a worm, that's the hickory shuck worm, within the shuck, it will cut off that supply line, and so the kernel shrivels up. The, the pecan never fills out properly. They're all dried up, like you said. And very often, the, the pecans that have the hickory shuck worm damage uh, will just hang in the tree. They'll turn brown, and they may fall as late as, well, they were falling when the, the snow uh, got on them and the ice got on them in the last three or four days. They were hitting our sunroom uh, skylights. We'd hit them, we'd hear them hitting it uh, because they were still up in the tree and the weight got them and they'd come falling down. Uh, so that's hickory shuckworm. You need to get the, if, if you're really interested in raising pecans, it, I don't encourage it because it's going to be expensive. 
but you'd have to get the homeowner fruit and pecan spray schedule. I don't know if there's a single publication that has that, but you'd have to spray with a fungicide for the pecan scab and for an insecticide. Malathion is the one that's most commonly used the first week of August and the last week of August for hickory shuckworm. So that's the that's the long answer, but it's a it's a complicated uh, situation. That's hickory shuckworm. Well, I guess I'll just have to go ahead and keep buying my pecan. Well, yeah, that's what we do. We buy pecans and we harvest. We we normally get about probably thirty or forty percent of the pecans are good, uh, but we also have several trees. And I don't know if I only had one tree. Maybe maybe uh, you know when you plant a. When you, when you have a native pecan, you run a risk of having no good pecans because they all vary so much. But anyway, that's the best there is. You're welcome to call George Ray back next week, but I suspect he'll have the same answer. I've heard it so many times. So well, anyway. I appreciate your answer. Thank yeah, you very it's, much. It's, it's an honest answer, I promise you. Thank you so much. All right, Jeff in North Richland Hills, we'll come back to you. Help with the Cedar Elm and Brian in Bedford as well. Um, and, Brian, I really want to talk to you about that Mexican white oak. Baylor's Cotton White Health is the sponsor of this entire hour. They have been for many, many years, and I am very grateful for that. Gardeners know how much work it takes to keep a garden healthy and happy. And uh, I'd like to take some time now to talk about another group of incredibly hardworking people. These are the people who keep us happy and healthy. There are beloved health care workers who are out there on the front line. They have the hardest job of all, it seems like, the last two years. And we owe each and every one of them a giant thank you. You know, when they got into health care, they had visions of what they would be doing, and I bet not very many of them had any dream it would be like this. They really are on the front line. It's kind of like going to war with this uh, pandemic. Thank you for never giving in. Thank you for never settling for good enough. Good enough is a phrase that is never uttered at Baylor Scott & White. I'll guarantee you that. It's not easy to protect us from COVID. But we see you showing up every day and giving every ounce of your energy, and we say thank you for that. And to you, my listener, remember that there are plenty of ways that you can show your appreciation to the front line. Get vaccinated and wear your mask. I'm I'm going to say we have done that. We were there the first week that vaccinations were available to us. We were there the first night that they were available to us. And I sat there. I'll be honest, I'm a grown man. I sat there crying, saying thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, it felt so such relief. Uh, wear a mask. We can do that to help one another and to help the frontline workers. It's not a thing to quibble about, for goodness sakes. Those are great ways we can show our support of the frontline workers at Baylor's Cotton White and elsewhere. Share those messages on social media. One more big thank you to Baylor's Cotton White Health, especially to the frontline workers, for all that you do to keep us all safe. I say thank you. Happening over there. Russian forces. Happening right here. Deadly crimes have surged. Rising costs. No matter where it happens, your world happens. On a daily basis, getting updates. Here, News Talk 820 WBAP and 99.5 FM HD2. All right, I want to remind you that a week from now, I'm going to have Dr. George Ray McEachin retired from Texas A&M on with me for the whole two hours, as we have done for 39 years now, speaking on fruit and pecans. He is a retired fruit and pecan specialist for Texas A&M, and that will be the nature of our calls a week from today. And so I hope you'll join us, and uh, that's a very special opportunity for you. We'll take no questions on lawns, on landscapes, on, on vegetable gardening. That's next Sunday. And uh, George, Dr. George Ray McEachin from Texas A&M. I want to tell you about eGardens, my free electronic newsletter that comes from my computer to your email every Thursday a little after 6 p.m., like four minutes after 6 p.m. It is free and always will be. I'll never give or sell your email address to anybody. There always are five stories in eGardens. One of them will always be a featured plant of the week. One will always be a featured question of the week, something that has come up repeatedly. And one will be always gardening this week and things you need to do in the ensuing three or four days. You can see what it looks like right where you sign up for it. Again, it is free. Look at neilsperry.com and check on 
E. Gardens. 100 years serving DFW. Trending now. Trending now. On WBAP and WBAP.com. The governor's patting his administration on the back for successfully dealing with last week's ice storm. I'm Dennis Martin from the WBAP 24-7 News Desk. Chevrolet.com, WBAP first traffic and weather on the ones. Construction has closed the HOV lanes both east and westbound I-30 between Jim Miller Road and Northwest Drive. And another construction project is blocking southbound 35E's HOV between I-30 and Loop 12 Ledbetter. For WBAP's first traffic on the ones, I'm Dennis Martin. Now the WBAP forecast. Sunny and cool today. High temperature around 51. Tonight, clear skies. It'll get cold again. Overnight low 29. Monday, sunny, mild with a high temperature of 54 degrees. Right now, 38 in Dallas, 37 in Fort Worth. The governor of Texas says the improvements and winter hardening that were done to the state's power grid during the last year kept the lights on and the heat coming during last week's ice storm. All participants uh, in the power generation chain work collaboratively together to make sure that each component was doing their part to get power to homes and to businesses across the state. Governor Abbott says they did it well. He notes the peak power demand occurred at 8 a.m. Friday. The power grid handled it and had plenty left over. The Tarrant County Area Food Bank, hosting another food giveaway today for those in need, begins at 2 o'clock this afternoon at the food bank's warehouse, 2600 Collins Street in Fort Worth, and it runs until 4 o'clock. Food Bank says it could still use some help. Volunteers can sign up still at tafb.org slash volunteer. I'm Dennis Martin. Our next news update will be at 10 o'clock. Check back several times throughout your day. Stay informed with News Talk 820, WBAP 99.5 FM HD 2 and WBAP.com. All right, Dennis, thank you very much. Tell you about WhizQ Stone right now and invite you to get out sometime this week. They're at 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort Worth. They've been there for a long time. They founded in 1983. It's a third-generation family business with Mike and Derek Wisnan, second and third in the family generations, running the business now. And uh, they are leaders in the Texas nursery industry. Let me give you the contact information. The particulars are open Monday through Saturday, 4501 East Loop 820 South, 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort Worth, and their phone number, 817-429-0822, 817-429-0822, it's whiz-q.com, w-h-i-z-q.com, that's like Whizland in, in their family name, and then Q, like in Quarry, and uh, obviously dot com. So anyway, that explains that. And uh, they have st- uh, 22 acres of stone from some of the best quarries anywhere in the southwest. They have stone for every landscaping need, whether you're looking for stones for patios or walks, or whether you're looking for big boulders for fountains or uh, uh, watercourses or whatever it is, or just decorative boulders. They have everything, river rock to decorative gravel. They have it all. Retaining walls. They also have contact with the finest landscape contractors who know how to lay the stone. So I hope you'll get out there. It's a great place to visit, and they're wonderfully nice people who work there. Whiskey Stone, 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort Worth, 817-429-0822, whiz-q. Dot com. It's Whiskey Stone. Hi, everybody. Brian Kilmeade here from the Fox News Channel. Congratulations, WBAP, on serving Dallas-Fort Worth for the last 100 years. Here's to 100 more. That's big uh, cake. Lots of candles. Let me tell you about Wild Birds Unlimited right now. And let me congratulate uh, Ron for his new story. It is open. 
And uh, that's at 5708 Abrams Road, one block south of Northwest Highway. I have not been there yet. I can't wait to go see him. He is such a nice guy. And uh, I think they're open Sundays. They they were in the old location. Uh, two other uh, Wild Birds Unlimited stores sponsor my radio broadcasts and my eGardens newsletter. Uh, David's store at 5715 West Lovers Lane, next to Nicholson Hardy Nursery and Garden Center, and just about a block west of the uh, Dallas North Tollway, that store, and Bertie's store at 3001 South Harden Boulevard, just south of El Dorado Parkway near Tom Thumb. Those are the three stores that sponsor me, and I am really proud to stand alongside them. They're fun places to shop. I'm in their stores frequently, and obviously more in the McKinney store since we live in McKinney, but I love Wild Birds Unlimited because they are uh, so helpful in feeding our birds and giving us the advice and the, and the product. The Feeders and the other supplies that you can get at Wild Birds Unlimited is second to none anywhere in America. It is carefully studied and researched by their national offices, and the feed is blended carefully species by species so that your birds will get exactly what they need. The songbirds are here, the winter birds are here, and they are hungry, and they're at the feeders if you will just supply them. So go to Wild Birds Unlimited, those three stores, 5715 West Lovers Lane, next to Nicholson Hardy, uh, in uh, East Dallas at 5708 Abrams, one block south of Northwest Highway, and in McKinney, 3001 South Harden, just south of El Dorado, right beside Tom Thumb on the south side. Wild Birds Unlimited, wbu.com slash dfw. That's Wild Birds Unlimited, bringing people and nature together and doing it with excellence. You don't just want your garden to grow. You want it to flourish, much like our hopes for living in a world without COVID. Let's join Baylor Scott and White Health in saying a big old thank you to the front line. They're doing what it takes to keep hope flourishing, and we need that now more than ever. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Stuby, very much. I have one line open at 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. We go to Jeff and then to Brian. Jeff in North Richland Hills, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Hey, last year we had a, a large tree taken down in our front yard that had died, and I got a recommendation to put back a cedar elm, and I wanted to see what your opinion on that was. I think it's a wonderful choice. Uh, I have uh, one in my front yard. I planted one in our son's front yard. Uh, so I'm pretty high on cedar elms. They're great. The so only we, negative we of gonna... cedar elms is that they are uh, they are, are prone to mistletoe. Um, it's not the worst thing in the world. Dogs are prone to fleas, and we still have dogs. <laughs> yeah, and I was looking to start out with a large caliper tree. What would you recommend as far as size? Well, we're looking, you know, we don't want to start out with something small. Well... Uh, I, I don't get a vote on that one, Jeff. That's kind of a budget uh, decision. Um, I, our son had, our son lives in an HOA where there was a, a requirement, and they they are in a on a cul-de-sac. I'm about to rant. I want I want to warn you ahead of time. Okay, <laughs> you're about <laughs> I to have get no an earful. HOA, so. <laughs> yeah, uh, they live in an HOA and they live on a cul-de-sac, and cul-de-sacs have tiny front yards. And they had two live oaks planted. Every every yard has to have two trees. Ugh. Oh, boy. And they planted live oaks, which have a wingspan uh, potential of 60, 70 feet. It made no sense. And uh, so we replaced the two live oaks with a cedar elm. Now, you two plus, well, anyway, a cedar elm. They have one tree now. And nobody is caught on to that yet thank heavens because it, it it fills the front yard it's fine you know it's enough but anyway the cedar elm is an egg-shaped tree it's upright oval and and it's it's much better for a two-story house than a live oak that would have spread and banged into the house pretty quickly it's a it's a wonderful tree but because it's a two-story house i felt the need to go a little larger when i bought their tree for them and and so i i understand how you feel i bought about a i think a about a three-inch caliper, probably, three-inch diameter. And uh, that was as big as I and, and two other guys could handle ourselves. I didn't want to have to bring a, a tree. So uh, how tall will in. these usually get in the canopy, on the width of the canopy? 
Uh, they will grow to be about 40, 45 feet tall and about uh, 35 or 40 feet wide. It's a, it's a okay, medium to large to... tree. It's not the largest tree. We have not as large as a pecan mm-hmm. or red oak, but the next step down. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to, how far apart? Um, probably 35 feet or more. Okay, okay. Got it. All right, sir, I appreciate your help. You're welcome. Good choice. You made a very good choice. Let's go to Brian in Bedford. Brian, this is Neil. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Neil. Can you hear me? I hear you perfectly. Fantastic. Um, hey, I first want to just give a, a kudos on one of your advertisers, Arborological Services. I had them out. Give me recommendations, identify some trees in my yard, give good. me a complete list of options to plant, and couldn't have been happier with them. Oh, good. I'm so glad to hear it. They're great. Yeah. Uh, my question for you, Neil, this morning, I planted two uh, Mexican white, also known as Monterey oaks, uh, in my front yard. One of them I had planted by the tree farm. One of them I planted myself. And the one I planted myself, I didn't stake good enough during this last windstorm we had about two months ago. And it's got a pronounced 30-degree bend about three feet up. And I try to pull it, stake it back, and it just it just wants to rebound to this bend position. And I'm wondering if I should cut it at the root, like my father told me, leave it or replant it or what my options would be. And I'll, okay. and I'll say one more thing. Um, the, the two that I have planted there, this one has, has all its leaves and the other one that's straight has lost all its leaves. So I'm not sure if that has anything to do with it. They vary, they vary a lot. And, um, so how honest and how thorough do you want me to be in my answer? No, I want you to give it to me straight. Cause I mean, I've planted four or five trees. This is one of the ones that didn't do well. So if it's a complete loss, so be it. All right. Well, let me, let me, let me tell you first out uh, that tree scares me the, the the monterey oak i lost mine in a cold spell back in the 80s early 80s um i had had it for four or five years maybe it was in 79 uh, i'd had it for four or five years and it had taken off and it had done beautifully and it was all that anybody ever cracked it up to be and it froze and died i mean there was nothing to come back and then mm-hmm. last year after the extreme cold, and this is before Facebook made their their um, formatting change that made it impossible for me to keep up with posts that people were making, um, I had about 4,000 posts after the cold in February, um, in, in March, April, and May. And Mexican white oaks in San Antonio and, and down along the coast were lost. And, and so I... That tree worries me a great deal in this area. There's a, yeah, there's a freeze line, I guess, and it doesn't do that well the further north you go. Yeah, like San Antonio. Yeah, Wonder, I, I, I mean, uh, mm-hmm. I, I just can't recommend that tree in very okay. far into Texas. So anyway, uh, as far as the the crook, if you have a tree that is out of plumb for any reason, uh, the only thing you can do to get it the way you want it is to dig it and reset it and then stake it long enough to get its roots to hold it up without tipping. If you prop it or pull it or do anything uh, to get it back that requires artificial manipulation, as soon as you release that, eight years later, it will gradually go right back where it was. Or so when I reset later. it, what bin do I, I mean, do I go with the bin on the top or the bin, you know, because it's, it's still got the, pronounced bend if i reset it do i just make sure the top of it is aligned or the you bottom want the top it? to be vertical okay if the, if the bottom has a corkscrew look to it then are we going to be friends when this conversation's over brian <laughs> i'm about to make a comment and i, I think i might have hurt your feelings with this next one if you bought a no. corkscrew bottom down at the bottom of the trunk bad is on you for buying it so no, i, I hope i'm still your the, friend the, the, no no I, I, the, the, the tree was straight when i planted it but Remember, well, we had happened? those winds, 60, 70 miles an hour downtown, and I just didn't have it staked properly. So, like, well, it's how, scary how to could, me because it, it mm-hmm. how could it have changed? And is is the trunk bent or is it just leaning? Uh, about three about three feet up, there's a pronounced bend, 
and I can pull it back to straight, and then it just yeah. goes back. It's almost like like it lost its structural uh, reinforcement. So it's at bowed. This one point. It's it's like a bow. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, and where it comes out of the ground, it's still vertical. Correct. Correct. So it's just really supple. All right. I think you're well digging and resetting it. I understand now better, and that one's that that's bad on me for misunderstanding. Um, okay. I, boy, that is a tough one. You see that happen with the pine trees and some other uh, very supple types of trees that are very tall and, and slender. Um, it may be, I can't, I can't tell you without seeing it. You may want to okay. work that one past Arborological again, since since you're a customer, and maybe maybe even email, email them a photo and ask them, "I'm your customer. I need your advice on this one. Here's a photo from the north, and here's one from the west. Give me your advice." Okay. But it might even be that you need to stake the top, and heaven forbid, you may even need to cut the top back a ways to take some of that weight that's pulling it over to that side off and let it stand straight and form a new canopy up there i don't know i can't tell man i wish okay. i i wish i could use my facebook page better you're welcome to post a photo on my facebook page and i'll try to find it they changed their okay. formatting so it's just hard for me to find things now um but um that's that'd be my guess is that you're going to need to do some pruning to take the weight off that's pulling it over that way. I now understand. I'm yeah, sorry. that was my fault. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, fantastic. Well, I had one more comment for you. I don't know if you have the time. Oh yes. Um, I called in about six months ago with a, asking you what to plant in my backyard, and I wanted to plant St. Augustine. And you correctly pointed out, well, be careful. It doesn't handle a lot of. Um, traffic load very well and, and you were right on that one i'm having to put in a, a, a stone flagway walkway and i wish i would have done that beforehand because i ended up killing a lot of my backyard walking around doing jobs back there well <laughs> it's that's why you don't sit on football fields that's one of the reasons people would trip on yeah. the runners also <laughs> yep i i played golf once weekend, in sir. beaumont on the oh. st augustine golf course not on the not on the greens but that was bizarre that was just bizarre. <laughs> Brian, I appreciate your call, and I'm sorry I went off to Mars there on you for a while. Anyway. Oh, you're good. Appreciate right. the advice. Neil. Have a good day. Thanks so much. I'm all, Emma, I'll come to you in just a moment. You stay with me, if you will, please, sir. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. Uh, please order. Please get the book ordered before I run out. I don't think it's going to happen in the next week or two. I don't know when it will happen, but it won't uh, um it would not be happy because I don't have the six printing finished. They have taken it back off the presses because of paper shortage. Oh, who would have figured paper would be in short supply? Uh, I've kind of suspected something might when I started the order chain going in, in October saying, please get the six printing done. I'll pay you to store it. I need it. I'm going to need it sometime in the spring. Anyway, here's where we are. This is Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening fifth printing, which I do have. Uh, this is the book with 11 chapters. It covers every aspect of outdoor gardening for all parts of Texas. Lawns, landscapes, annuals, perennials, fruit and vegetables, it's all in there for every county in Texas, from the valley to the panhandle, from Big Bend country all the way to the Sabine River. It's all there. 344 pages. It's a hardback, 840 photographs, 840 photographs printed in San Antonio, not overseas to keep your fellow Texans employed. Chapter 2 is that 48-page calendar telling you what needs to be done in each month. Uh, for example, you'd be looking in February right now and finding out what you need to be planting in February, what you need to be pruning in February. There's a lot of that. And what you shouldn't be pruning in February, what needs to be uh, planted, for, uh, pruned, fertilized, and sprayed. I had to go through the whole cycle like uh, the door-to-door -door salesman selling stuff. Got to go through the whole speech. I sign every copy as it sells. That's why I did not put it in stores and did not put it on Amazon. The other reason I didn't was because I wanted to keep the price down as low as I could for you. It's only thirty-six ninety-five plus tax and postage. And, folks, it's a hardback printed in Texas on high-quality paper. So you're getting a really fine book. For a very low price, thirty-six ninety-five. Now that sixth printing will be more, but uh, you can still get the fifth printing if you contact us in the next week, and 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 beyond that. But I don't know how much longer. 
I would call my office between 9 and 5, Monday through Friday. That's one way. 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. But the better way is to order it on my website right now. I'll be signing these books tonight and tomorrow. They'll go in the mail on Tuesday. Order it at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L. S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Satisfaction guaranteed or a full refund. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening at neilsperry.com. Severe storms in Texas pop up quickly with wind and hail that can damage your roof. Call Wortham Brothers Roofing at 972-562-5788. Schedule your free roof inspection or visit wbroofing.com. They've been in business more than 28 years. Wortham Brothers Roofing provides the highest quality workmanship materials and service. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing, 972-562-5788, wbroofing.com. Nobody will do you a better foundation repair job than Advanced Foundation Repair. Their estimates are absolutely free. Their work is very affordable. They invite you to give them a call, 214-333-0003. Three. Their work is guaranteed for the lifetime of your house. Do what we did. Call Advanced Foundation Repair. On the web, it's foundationrepairs.com. 214-333-0003. Advanced Foundation Repair. Actually, I had the switch on, didn't. Oh, my. Let me tell you about Womack Nursery now. This is a family-owned business, and uh, they sell fruit trees. They sell pecan, and they sell grapes. They sell the things that you need to have when we're talking next week. You need to have this catalog in hand. You need to uh, have the website on your computer when I'm talking to Dr. George Ray McEacher next week because you will want to order from Womack's. They handle all the varieties that he will be talking about. Since the 1930s, I think 1936 or 38, that's when they founded three generations ago. They founded out in the uh, in the sandy soils uh, around DeLeon, Texas, a growing fruit and pecan varieties that Texas A&M was recommending for the, the producers of Texas and, uh, and all around. I mean, commercial uh, orchards buy from them, and, uh, and they buy hundreds of uh, a given variety at a time. I have seen an orchard that ordered a thousand pecans, and they they I I think they lost one tree out of a thousand pecans. This was down in the hill country. It's just amazing. Womack Nursery is so good, and I'm proud to have them as a sponsor, and I'm proud to be able to recommend them to you for all of the things that you'll hear recommended next week by Dr. George Ramey Keacher. Now, he is not endorsing them. A&M doesn't endorse them. It's just that Womack's is is so careful to make sure they have the varieties that A&M recommends. That's how it works. There's a lot of respect that goes both directions from this company and A&M. Now, here are the ways you can contact Womack's. They're open six days a week, closed on Sundays at 25 551 State Highway 6 in DeLeon, Texas. You do not have to go there to get their product. That's 2551 State Highway 6, DeLeon, Texas, D-E capital L-E-O-N, Texas, 76444. Phone number is 254-893-6497. 254-893-6497. It's WomackNursery.com. Gardening advice is only helpful when people actually hear it. And the same goes for telling folks about all the things our healthcare workers are doing to protect us from COVID. So share the word on social media. Remind your friends and family to say thank you to the front line. And now back to Neil. All right, Stuby, thank you very, very much. The front line and Baylor Scott and White sponsored this hour, and we thank them very much for that. Let's go to Emil in Frisco. Emil, this is uh, Neil. Good morning. Hi Neil, uh, my book you signed it on four twenty eight nineteen. So thank well, you. Cool, you betcha. You betcha. <laughs> well, that, and I also subscribe to your newsletter. I appreciate you very much. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Um, I have a, a lot about ninety by seventy. Uh, I have seven major trees, not counting. I have about fifteen crepe myrtles. But uh, in the front along the island, uh, I have. Two, because they they mandated cedar elms, 
And I don't, I don't like them at all, but that's what I had to put in there. And they had like at the end of the season in the fall, it looked like bag worms, but it wasn't. It was either a residue from spiders or something. And uh, when I went down the Callaways and I asked, I'm sure you know the lady down on uh, by uh, opposite Presbyterian, uh, she said, leave that alone. They're beneficial. Uh I just wanted to get your your take on it. Uh, they, they, the, the, both those trees had a lot of spider web type things in it. Uh, and in the end, they had these little, almost like bird nests, or like I said, big big worms. Hmm. And this is on cedar elm. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I don't know what that would be. I do not know. Okay. Occasionally okay. on Cedar Elm, you'll get. Uh, I had a, <laughs> I had a gentleman who called about uh, three calls ago. Jeff from Northridge Hills wanted to know my opinion of Cedar Elms, and I gave him all thumbs up. And he's thinking about planting a couple of them. <laughs> and now I don't want to just turn around and, and say the plant has all kinds of problems because yeah. I really do yeah, like yeah. cedar homes. But you know what? There are people who don't like live oaks or don't like uh, daylilies, a couple of my favorite yeah, plants. Yeah. So um, yeah. the the thing that I have seen will be bronzing occasionally from powdery mildew on cedar elms, not commonly. Okay. But, they had that similar to – that was another question – on the uh, let me just skip to that one on the crate. Yeah, I'm going to. I've got a couple of minutes, uh, and so I need to need to. I, I don't know that I can help you on the cedar. I'm go ahead. Okay, on the crepe myrtles, I sprayed a dormant. Uh, she gave me a a bon a bonide dormant spray because they had that white residue all all pretty bad on my my crepe myrtles. And right, it's this a dormant the, spray. You talking about the bark I, the bark scale? Yeah. Yeah. All right. The thing you need to use, and we have this on the website of the Crepe Myrtle Trails of McKinney, CrepeMyrtleTrails.org, yeah. is you need to use uh, imidacloprid. That is a systemic insecticide applied as a drench the middle week of, of May. That's yeah. a very critical timing, and that is more effective even than dormant oil. Dormant okay. oil works on almost all scale insects. It doesn't work as well on that particular one. So if you go okay. to CrepeMyrtleTrails.org and click on Basic Care uh, Pest Control, you'll see that whole write-up on how to control that insect. All right. Very good. Thank you. I know you're going to go. Thank you. I appreciate your call very much. Thank you very much, Emil. Have a great day. All right. Dr. George Ray McKeachern here next week on Fruit and Pecans. Mike Bass has run the program and done a beautiful job of it, and I appreciate you all. Have a great week. Until next weekend, happy gardening.